okay, well, welcome back to uh, the uh, next uh, uh, class of CC Talks. Uh, I'm here with uh, with Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. Good, good. And, of course, we've got uh, James is back with us. He's joined us. Now, hang on, what's that? What's that? It's a note from my mum. Oh, good lad, yeah. Well, hey. For my absence last week. I know. We didn't, we didn't do the roll call last week. I do apologise. So, uh, let's do it now. So, uh, Miss Burns. Here, sir. Mr. Powell. Here, sir. Very good, all present and correct. Great job. <laughs> it's and a register uh, anyway. It is a register. What did I say? Roll it's call. a roll call. Oh, yeah. Well, a register. Yeah, well, you're very, very military. Is it? Is that yeah. right? Okay. I, I'm sorry. Right. So anyway, we're all present and correct and great to be back with uh, with everybody. And uh, we've had a busy week. We've had a crazy week, in fact. Um, both business, but also in the football world, which we're going to go through. We're going to uh, uh, touch upon uh, the agenda this week is management, manager quant. And then we're going to cover some elements of commercial analytics. We're going to talk through some of the commercial and sponsorship deals that are going on and look at some of the clubs. And, uh, and then a bit of capital raising. There's been some bonds going on out there, certainly uh, in Europe. And, uh, we're Premium bonds? Premium bonds, those are the days. Has Ernie got involved? What's happening? I still have some premium bonds. Yeah. But the trouble is, you, you, just, you, know, you put them somewhere and then you, you lose them. <laughs> and you just hope then the postman remembers your address. Or Chelsea, Chelsea's looking at us again. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've wandered off subjects. We've not even started <laughs> See, the thing yet. My grandparents got me some of them for my 21st Did they? <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know good. Hey, yeah. yeah, you might win. Have you won anything? No, I quid. don't even know how you check, if I'm perfectly no. honest. No, not do I, but it's you not. just hope that they have you. As long as you don't move house. You're all right, because then they have your address on there and they'll send it. But yeah. it, it, if you really, apparently the returns are pretty good, you know, but you need, you need, you need a few. So, uh, but anyway, we'll talk about that so, another uh, week. That was, yeah? <laughs> it wasn't on the list. So it wasn't on the list, but we digress. So, uh, okay, so let's go uh, through. Okay, on the, uh, so the manager, Quan, and the managers last week, we, we talked about um, uh, Sarri, obviously on last week's podcast, and he, uh, hey, he had a decent win. He won uh, 2-1 against Malmo. Um, so they're back wasn't, on. Wasn't there a game earlier in the week, though? James, there was. How could I? How I could have not? I mean, the 6-0 defeat, yeah, because that's right. They hadn't played. When we had the cup, we had it on last Friday, of course. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, they played. City. No, Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah. City. What was the score? 6-0. 6-0. I mean, it was. I was listening. I, I was, again, I was driving. I tend to always drive. But I was listening on the radio. And, um, yeah, it became... I mean, it was interesting. I thought, how many are they going to get? You know, is it going to be seven, eight? I mean, and they probably could have done. Um, but but yeah, obviously, there's question marks about his job. Yeah. Whether Sarri, you know, he's, you know, he's got. How long has he got Chelsea to? Well, according to the press, he's got a month to turn it around. And who are they playing in that month? Um, they are facing Man United um, in the fifth round of the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. They've got Man City Oof. and Tottenham. No, there won't be Man City. Oh, Man City, yeah, Man yeah. City, of course, yeah, in, in the, the, in the, the Carabao yeah. League, oh, yeah. in the League Cup. Yeah, brilliant. And so, then who? Tottenham? Yeah, Tottenham. Up for four, four wow. months out, yeah. so... And Tottenham a third, so that's going to be a... Is that away? Or at home? Yeah. But do you think this system works? I mean, you know, there's constant pressure on a Chelsea manager. It's, you know, it's almost as though a new manager comes in, you know, he's given a bit of time, yeah, there's you know some good performances on the pitch. A few things start to go wrong, mm. and the pressure's on already. I mean, is this is this an effective? I mean, they've won the Premier League, you know, a number of times. They won the Champions League. So, yeah, you could argue that whilst the system seems a bit cruel at times, or 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 not the the smart way to do it, they're still winning stuff. Would they win more stuff? Do you think if, if they took a different approach? Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, it's. Um... 
we know with Chelsea particularly and, and the way Mr. Abramovich you know runs it, he, he doesn't give them a lot of time to prove themselves. But what does he want? Does he you know <clears throat> does he want a team that's going to win over a period of time? I mean, ultimately, what you're trying to do with any you know acquisition of a manager, any acquisition of players, you want to win football matches. Mm. Ultimately, a professional football team wants to win football yeah. matches. So you want to try and get a manager that's going to win as many football matches as as possible. Style comes into it to a certain extent. You know, mm-hmm. yep. Is he attacking enough or is he too defensive? I mean, that was part of the, the issue with Mourinho and mm. Van Gaal and others at, mm. at uh, Manchester United. You know, you know, has he set out what his brief is to the manager? Or do you just come in thinking, well, I've got you know, a decent amount of money to spend. It's a big club. It's one stuff. You know, we need to win more things you know, how much guidance I and mean, we don't know but how much guidance is Abramovich giving mm. to, to the mm. manager Yeah, is he setting out the parameters so that the manager can at least try and you know, match those I'm sure I'm sure he, I'm, I'm, well I'm sure he's giving some sort of what he would like to see and what uh, you know the rest of it sort of the board but um, but it is I mean you know, football is now I mean it's a global sport but it's also entertainment and there's this balance of winning matches and playing in an entertainment style and you know but at the end of the day, we all know, and certainly supporters, they'd rather have a, a victory and maybe it being not as pretty, but a win. They'd rather take the win mm. to a certain extent. I mean, some might argue yeah. against that. Some yeah. might say, well, look, yeah. I'd rather we lost 4-3 than yeah, and played brilliantly yeah. than yeah. won 1-0. Yeah, not a crack of the bus. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I, well, I agree. I mean, it is. It's, uh, you know, people are paying a lot of money for the tickets. It's an expensive day if you're taking the family along. It's a you know it's a big day, mm. and you want it. You want you know, you want uh, you want goals, ultimately. A lot of criticism about Sarri as well. Um, you know they talk about the Sarri way or whatever it's called. You know uh, he had a particular way of playing at Napoli. Yeah. Um, and then others will say, well, you know, but what did you win mm. at mm. Napoli? Mm. And you know when you when you're trying to recruit a manager, you've got to think about you know that guy's propensity to win. Mm. And you, you know, we, as, as you know from our quant, we mm. take a whole host of metrics that deal with style, yeah. but also deal with how a manager can strategically set up his side to maximise the chances of winning you know, at, ahead of a game. Mm. Also, his tactical command within a game so that you can turn you know, a losing position into a drawing position into a winning position. Mm. Um, but also you know, look at attacking coefficients so that you can then determine how, how you set how you set things up and the ability to convert you know, key match events into goals and, you know, and, and you know, again, winning football matches. Mm. So you can do all that, but is that really you know, what, what, what people are, are looking for? Are people actually taking that into account or has it become a subjective decision? You know, why has Paul Scholes gone to Oldham? Yeah, well, I think it is. I mean, it is Great subjective. player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know, what are Oldham trying to do? I mean, it might be that you know, Paul Scholes going to Oldham puts Oldham on the map and they could you know, generate interest, generate confidence. I don't, you know, but these are all subjective decisions made mm. by mm. the owner of, of Oldham. With, you know, and does he really actually have any empirical evidence to suggest that this is going to work? Well, there's, you no. know, it, it's almost as though they're taking a chance, but they want to be the hero if it comes off. Yeah. But the chances mm. of it coming off are one in a hundred. Or you know, so you, you, you've got to... It's about playing the odds on on everything that you do in business and mm. particularly in, in in football, and maximise the chances of your team winning football matches. You do that with players, you do that with managers. You know, Sarri could be a great manager, but what have they actually done to actually analyse that? Um, you know, that's that's the question. Um, and you know, now he's he's struggling, and he's you know he's going to be out in a month if he doesn't win. Yeah, but one also the interesting because I mean, 
we and, and I know you can with with the quant is Kante, you know, one of the best players in the world, yeah, was 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 outstanding for Chelsea last season. The guy's not playing, and if he is playing, he's playing you know in a different position. He's playing too far back, according to you know what people are saying. So why he's he's trying to play a certain system now? You could, I'm sure, you could run something on the quant mm. where you can look at with Kante, without Kante. Because, but, but also, yeah, you can analyse, you know, what Kante does. I mean, one example is Yoya Toure, at um, you know, in some of his final seasons in at Man City, mm. um, you know, he was getting on a bit, and you know, most people perceived him as being lazy or not putting enough effort or not tracking back. Or not. actually, when you do the analysis, his contribution to his to key match events, mm. his involvement in key match events, which helped Man City win football matches, was actually outstanding. Right. And so it's not just what you, you think you see. Correct. It's actually, you know, let the data tell you what's really happening on, on the pitch. Yeah. Now, we haven't done any analysis on Kante. Maybe we, what we'll do is we'll do it for next, for next week's podcast. Yeah, great. And we'll have a look and we'll see exactly what Kante is doing to contribute to his team winning football matches in that position and out of that position. So let's, let's use that as our, yeah. our example, our model. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be interesting because you mentioned about Yaya Torre. Experience. Yeah. Experience comes. I mean, it's all right running 8K, 10K, 11K on a, or increasing the round. I know Pep's increased the, the mileage of Aguero. Uh, just, just, but that's, you know, that is having a... It's one measure. That, it's one measure. And, I know and, 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 what, and what, what does it mean? Yeah, you know, that, yeah. It, it's the ability to be able to combine a whole host of different data metrics that that you know and analyze it and determine actually you know what's happening here on mm. the pitch mm. and what are they doing well, what are you doing badly to you know to help your team win win football matches. Great. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's do that Kante thing because that'll be really interesting. And um, and that's uh, uh, yeah. I mean that's that's sorry. We're looking. Well, at... I'll tell you another great example. Sorry to interrupt, mm. Steve, but another great example is is you know talking about managers. Is Mourinho? Now he's he's had a good week. He's had a good yeah. week. He had a bad week last week, well, as we were discussing. Yeah. Is that because of his his, ta- of his, his uh, tax thing? And, uh, yeah, but hey, I think I think he's net well up on the deal. I think he, he's probably is, the best way. He is after it. this week. That's why he was smiling when he got in the car. So he, uh, yeah. So how much how much did he and his his coaching team get get paid according to the Man United uh, postings yesterday? Nineteen point six million pounds. Pounds. Wow. Those were okay. Yeah. So so. Man, that, I mean, they've, they've had a, they've had a good quarter of Man United actually in terms of revenues, but and profit. Um, but you know, they've paid out twenty, 20 mil. yeah, twenty million quid for failure. Okay, for failure. Yeah, I mean, so, this is the thing. Yeah. This is the risk. I mean, this is this is you know why this is why more and more people are looking at the quant side because you know, I mean, to to that that's just written off. That twenty million is is written off now. Okay, you know, it's not just you know at the level of Manchester United. No, no, no. You know, it, it goes all the way all the way down. But to how, you know, how many how many manage, you know you, how many clubs do we know of where they've had four managers in the last yeah. twelve months yeah. or twenty four months or whatever it might be? Yeah. And you know, simply because people are making subjective decisions in the hope it's mm. hope value mm. in the hope that actually. This manager is going to come good. You know, Mourinho is is a perfect example of an investment in a in a guy that it hasn't worked. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe it was working. You know, I mean, you know, Solskjaer's done very very well, but it's only a few matches. They lost to PSG mm. this week. You know, so this is when the big tests come. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, we were just talking about Manchester United, and that brings us straight into. Uh, They've uh, just released their uh, uh, quarter statement, 
and they've had a pretty good uh, pretty good revenue. Um, let's just run through some of the uh, some of the revenues on the commercial side. Um, apart from shelling out twenty million for Mr. Mourinho, they've actually brought in uh, some new sponsors and partners and uh, and revenues from uh, uh, other activity as well. Chelsea, what are they? Uh, what are they? What have they got? Just run through some of the figures. Yeah, so revenues for the quarter have come in at £208.6 million um, pounds against £177.4 million um, from the previous year. Mm. Um, their commercial revenues increased by 600000 from the previous year, so they're at £65.9 million. Um, and their sponsorship revenues had an increase of a million, um, taking them up to £40.3 million. Um, so, yeah, they're doing, they're doing good. Yeah, and they've, they've announced a, a partnership with a... Uh, the Chinese property developers have opened up some entertainment parks and uh, experiences uh, centres in, in and around China. And then they've got also the uh, the global partnership with Remington. Um, so, uh, you know, they're, they're this and this is the model. I mean, it's interesting when we sort of talk about, you know, the, the, the revenues, uh, you know, 40 million there, commercial revenue 65.9. It's interesting. Outside the sort of top six, seven clubs in the Premier League, you, you commercial revenues significantly drop. And this is the old conundrum of, you know, the TV monies are there and we know that, you know, there's, there's discussion whether they're going to plateau out a little bit, certainly on the, on the, on the um, domestic revenue. Yeah. Uh, maybe some international will still keep, keep improving. But, you know, clubs, you know, the top six, seven have seen and they grabbed the, the global stage, you know, partly through history and partly because of the, 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 uh, the results in the Premier League and the Champion, Champions League. But they've maximised their brand. I mean, we look at Manchester United, they've got a myriad of, of partners and sponsors in every country, whether it's financial partners, whether it's you know, um, beds or whatever. You know, they find a partner, you know, vehicles, uh, and they, they maximise it. So you know, that is a model that has worked for them. I know it's working for others, and we're going to come up to on Liverpool in a bit, that also had some great results in. Um, but it is, it, you know, this is the time of year right now when, when the commercial directors are starting to look and talk within the commercial teams about who's going to be their you know, new sponsors for the shirts next year, who they're, going to, who they're going to obviously be utilising. So it's very topical, but, you know, love them or hate them, Manchester United have got it right. They've got their globe, they've, they've grabbed that global partnership and they've maximised it to the, to the, the full extent. And so, uh, so that, yeah. Let's talk also now Liverpool because they've they've done they've done some great great results. I mean, they've played a lot. They made a lot of money out of trading, player trading. Um, talk us through these, Chelsea. Some of the figures that uh, Liverpool have just announced. Yes, I mean Liverpool have had a, a record-breaking year for the previous year. They've got um, profit before tax of one hundred twenty-five million mm -hmm. in comparison to forty million um, for the previous year, which is obviously great. Mm. And we've seen all three revenue streams increase. Um, so media revenue has gone uh, has increased by sixty six million to two hundred twenty million, commercial revenue by seventeen million to one hundred fifty four million, and match day revenue by seven million to eighty one million, and they have actually moved up two places in the Deloitte uh, Football Money League to seventh, so not far behind Manchester United who are at uh, third at the moment, um, and I think we've seen a few new partnerships come into play. Um, I think they they said they've had eight new partnerships, so kind of following in the mm. in the footsteps of yep. Manchester United, perhaps. And they've got a new shirt sleeve sponsor with Western Union, um, and a new a few new global partnerships as well. So yeah, things are looking good for them, really. Yeah. So, so why are they doing it, and 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 other Premier League teams aren't doing it? Because you know the Premier League is the most viewed sports league in 
the world. Yep. Um, you know, you know, what are Liverpool and Manchester? You know, have they got some sort of historical uh, stature that is driving this this through, or or is it that you know the you know sort of mid tier Premier League teams are are just very happy to you know accept their you know the TV monies and, yeah. and and you know and and not not really push on the commercial revenues. You can't believe that's the case. You've got to think that you know the the chief execs, the owners of these you know, mid tier Premier League clubs want to drive their commercial revenues. It, in percentage terms, it must be the biggest opportunity mm, for mm. those clubs to increase revenues. It is because you know the TV's where it is, and and frankly, you know the next three years is is either going to be slightly down or about the same. So, you know, what are they doing to, to drive commercial? You know, do they look across at Manchester United with envy and think we, we could do that, but we don't know how to do it? Or, or you know, and is yeah. that the right way to go? I mean, you said, you know, Man United, are, you know, they're certainly top of the tree in terms of generating revenues in the in the Premier League, commercial revenues. Yeah, yeah. But is that the right way to, to go? I mean, how sophisticated is it? You know, is it is it Manchester United just trying to um, buy sponsors on the basis of, of eyeballs, you know, mm, mm. you know, together with the Man United brand or whatever that's perceived to be. Again, we come back to this sort of subjective, you know, just yeah. as we talked about with manager, you know, mm-hmm. appointments. Mm. You know, how how objective? You know, what's the intelligence behind this? How sophisticated is it? Well, well, I mean, well, you you know, look, there's a. We know that they, whether it's Manchester United, whether it's Liverpool, you know, they've got historical presence. So they've got mm. historical, you know, reference points. That that and that's that's a fan base, you know. Now that's obviously the sort of the parents and grandparents of, you know. And we're talking eyeballs. Yes, we've got the European eyeballs, we've got the British eyeballs, but you're really looking at the masses are Eurasian eyeballs, and that's why they have so many partners in Thailand and, and Tokyo, whereas so they're looking at that. But what's interesting is is that it seems other other teams. Just coming back to your point on on what are other teams doing now? They've gone and opened up offices. I noticed, I heard Juve have opened up an office, you know, again in, in Asia, I think it was Hong Kong actually, um, to, to again promote that brand. Liverpool, I'm sure, have presence there. They have presence anyway. But it's the, you know, the most valuable things with, with clubs today is the database. It's the data, as with any business, it's the database. And, and the, you know, the accessibility to that database, you know, what are they watching, what are they buying, what are they linking into, and... You know, if you can maximise that database and, and, and look at the, you know, as we talk in our quant, the intrinsic value of that, that data and that, that data point, you know, every person, you know, what, what, you know, what are their buying habits, what are they looking at, you know, what, what influence do they have, you know, that's now valuable to, to sponsors, to yeah. partners. And I think you've got to look at, you know, we're looking at very much from a club's perspective, but you've got to look at it from the brand, mm. the, the sponsor or the partner's perspective. Yeah. I mean, if I, you know, if we were working with, you know, a mid, you know, mid-table Premier League club, then, you know, you've got to look at how can we leverage the fact that we're a member of the, you know, the most viewed yeah, top table. sports league in, in, in the world and try and, you know, leverage that as, 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 as much as you can. But you've got to try and understand how you can position yourself. Mm-hmm. To make you more attractive to to a brand, to a sponsor, yeah. And the, the the best way of increasing commercial revenues for those mid tier clubs, is, yeah. Let's not beat around the bush. Is get bigger, better, more sponsors. Correct. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. You know, you can tinker about with the retail, but frankly, you're not going to 
you know, there's not going to be huge jumps on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's where, so you've got to get bigger, better, more sponsors. And so you've got to try and position, you've got to understand what it is that the brand is looking for. Mm. I mean, it's the old David Ogilvy thing, isn't mm. it? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from a brand's perspective, you know, they, for every pound that they spend on advertising, they want to try and get the biggest bang that they can get for that pound. Mm. And, you know, in the old days, it was always, you know, as David Ogilvy said, 50% of advertising works, we're just not sure which 50%. So you still do the, the so your odds are 50-50. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you know, it, now these days, you've got brands that, you know, Procter & Gamble, Unilever, that are much more switched on. They're using social media, they're using digital media to, you know, which hopefully, you know, using Facebook, they can pinpoint certain age groups, certain demographics, yeah. and try and improve those odds. But ultimately, the brands are just trying to improve their odds. Now, they might think that, you know, teaming up with Manchester United is, is a great thing because it's a big brand mm. and they're part of the Premier League and, you know, they can, you know, they can be a sponsor of Manchester United. But that's not particularly sophisticated. That's, you know, that's an eyeball play. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very subjective. They think Manchester United is a big club, so they think, well, let's, let's partner with Manchester United. But they might get much better return from a very sophisticated mm. mid-table club yeah. because yeah. you still get a lot of eyeballs. You know, they might be playing Manchester United that mid-table club, but they need to really start to understand how that club operates its databases mm. and its data mm. lines mm. or data points, mm. so that you know if those match more closely with what that brand's trying to achieve, mm. then you've got you know then you've got a, a higher propensity to spend. And you, you know, so the, with each, you, it's all about improving those odds. Yeah, they, with every pound that you spend as a as a brand, you want to try and get as many people buying for that pound. Mm. Your and, and, and there'd be multiples of three or four or whatever on that spend. It, and you know, but clubs just, for whatever reason, they're sort of defaulting to mid-table clubs into becoming inventory managers. So well, well, we got so many season tickets that we can give away, and so many executive boxes that we can give to them, and. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of a campaign on social media, but there's no sophistication to it. There's no objective understanding. And if we could, you know, if, if we were advising a, a mid-table club, we'd say, look, we can tell you, we can work with you to determine what the intrinsic value is yeah. of, of yeah. your data. Correct. And the higher that that is, just like with players, the higher that, that you know, that, that, that data value mm. is in terms of intrinsic terms, the better you know, we can, you know, sell you in effectively to the to the brand. Yeah. But clubs aren't, you know, for whatever reason, well, aren't, aren't moving in that direction. They're not. And, and we, we have this discussion. You know, it's not just about the shirt sponsor. No. I think, I mean, there was an article last week um, in uh, about, you know, nine or ten of the Premier League shirt sponsors are gaming brand, great gaming brands. And we've, we've chatted about this on the podcast because it, it's there. But, you know, is that bringing the best value to their database? Mm. No. Because you know some of their database is under eighteen, some of them are, are you know ladies mm. obviously do gamble and things, but but it's not ideal, and the clubs know it's not ideal. The clubs know it, but it it the money's on the table, a brand's there, whack it on the shirt, give them the inventory. That's it, yeah. and and you know and and you know it's interesting. You know, but even if they took even if they took a, a, a betting part, yeah. as the main sponsor, yeah. okay, you know, whatever whatever our thoughts are on that, yeah. There's a whole host. I mean, just look at Man United's mm. list. This is where Manchester United are clever. Yeah, yeah it might be. We, we might argue that that's fairly unsophisticated. It's just based on eyeballs. Yeah, but times brand. You yeah, know, Man United brand. That yeah. is. but actually, you know, what we can do is, you know, there's no reason why you can't have global partners in all sorts of different sectors. 
you know, without being the main sponsor. I know. You're looking here. Look at the global global partners: Adidas, Chevrolet, Aon, Cola, 20th Century Fox, Aeroflop, Apollo Tires. You know, it goes on right through to you know Miele. You know the Miele, the, the mattresses and pillows. You know these are global partners. Tag Heuer. So you know they. But remember, this hasn't happened last season. This hasn't happened you know overnight. This has been you know, smartly worked out over a number of years to bring up that opportunity and what it is the brands see competitors aligning themselves with Manchester United and they say, right, if they're doing that, we need to also compete and we need to look at it. And you know, some, of the, some of the brands look at football, some of the brands that were in football are no longer in football. Why? You know, these are the questions that need to be asked. Why have they dropped out of it? Are there better opportunities? I don't think so. If they really knew the value of the data, yeah, and it's more to the football clubs, what have you got in your data? Let's, you know, that is a like a. It's a well, what we should do, we'll do, we'll do a, a podcast just on commercial analytics, and, okay, and, and what we think. Yeah, because hey, we're, um, we're uh, yeah, you know, what we think, um, you know, clubs, you know, using the Premier League mid-table Premier League club as an example, what they should be doing and how they could be doing it mm. to to really improve their commercial revenues. Cool, yeah, bigger, better, more sponsors. That's what it's about, and. For whatever reason, they're they're not developing that, and it's um it's it's an area that really does need to be. Yeah, let's look at it, and of course it's it's going to be topical as we as we go every week. There'll be more and more you know, announcements. Yeah, it's that of, time of year, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. So yeah. hunting, hunting time. We'll do it. So uh, great. Okay. Okay. So the third point today is uh, is capital raising, and uh, it's been a been an interesting week. Yeah, it has. We've got the um, the Juventus bond. Um, yeah, that's uh, that was obviously uh, launched this week. Now, what that's, that's they're raising 175 million, five-year debt yield three and a half percent. I mean, it's it, it's um, not a massive yield, but uh, probably relevant for uh, for today. Certainly, when you compare it against other bonds and government bonds, as particularly. So, um, Morgan Stanley are leading this, uh, which is good, and then UBI Banker are obviously co-leading it in the uh, more, more local. Um, so you know, I mean, this is and this is raising funds presumably after their expenditure with Ronaldo mm. in the summer. Um, I would I would have thought. Yeah, I think they um, said it's to pay repay existing debt. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, hey, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, you know, bonds have been used before. We've had obviously uh, Inter Inter Milan raised uh, 300, 300 million bond, um, but uh, with Goldman Sachs, you know, so it, it, it's a model that works. It's a part of capital raising that. Yeah, what was uh, the yield on that? That was higher, slightly higher. It wasn't was it? yeah, four point six. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah but it, it's that relevant to a bit the, of a trend, doesn't it? That, it does. Yeah. Well, right back in twenty ten, when Manchester United and the Glazers went for five hundred million, the rate there was eight point six five or eight point seven five. Yeah, so uh, yeah. you know, so yeah. you can see, and I mean, I think you were saying earlier, Chelsea, that it was oversubscribed. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Twice over. But remember, remember, look at the economy in twenty ten. You know, you've just come out of the out of the, the turmoil of you know two thousand eight two thousand nine, so uh, you know the rates the rates were were uh, reflective of the of the market as you know as uh, uh, Juventus's will be. But I, I tell you what, it'll be it'll be it'll be it'll be subscribed. Uh, I think it'll be well 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 taken. Yeah, I mean, the question. You know, we we always look at this slightly from a UK perspective, don't we? You know, so what are, what are the opportunities? You know, Man United are listed. Um, I think the Juve bond is going to be listed on the Milan stock exchange. Mm. Um, you know, but is this is this something that's going to, you know, maybe take off? You know, in the near future for Premier League clubs. I mean, you know, they obviously they've got their 
TV money's coming in. A lot of the Premier League clubs will accelerate those TV monies. Mm. Okay, so mm. but it's an acceleration of stuff that's due in in the future. Mm. What's good about bond is okay, you've got to pay it back, but it's fresh money. Yeah, so it's an additional fresh money. Now, in this case, they want to pay off existing in Juve's case existing debts, and they want to you know they they spent quite a bit of money on 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 Ronaldo, but they'll get that back. Through other streams, because you know, remember when it, you know raising capital for any business, and mm. same for football business, it's either going to be debt, equity, or generating revenues. Now, you know, the amount of money that they they spent and are spending on Ronaldo is going to probably be paid back, you know, probably on multiples yeah. from generating additional revenues from selling, you know, shirts, yeah. etc. You know, my Tickets. my young my six year old nephew is uh, is a Juventus fan. Last year he was a Real Madrid fan because he's moved to cross yeah, with, yeah. with with Ronaldo, which seems to be you know the kids you know seem to be you know following players you know almost as much as they they follow clubs now, but so they'll get that they'll get that money back from from generating more revenues. Mm. And, you know, we talked about commercial revenues, but his bonds is this is fresh money, so this 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 will be interesting. You know, well, it's, yeah, it's also look at it, look at it, the 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 people that can invest into this bond. Find will be institutional investors. Yeah, but the global market now, mm-hmm. you know, these brands, and this is what's happening, these are now entertainment brands. You know, you, you, Man United, you know, stock market price, I know they've dipped a little bit this last few few days, but it's around about still 4 billion valuation. Mm-hmm. I think they, they had a dip, they lost about 300 million off the share price, but it's, it's got it's gained a little bit back. Spending 20 million on... No, it was before. Actually, it was okay. before. But but it's you know it's interesting. I mean, Juve are trading at one one euro thirty eight today. Mm. Uh, you know, on the Milan stock exchange. But that means that anybody in the world could buy some stock. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I it, think it, it, it's 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 market led. It's exchangeable. That's that's the, that you know, mm. that's that's critical to to some of these bonds. But there's no reason why you couldn't have a non institutional bond. I mean, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we know of various clubs that have had capital projects. Mm. Where they've done effectively. I mean, we would call it non-institutional bond, but most people would call it crowdfunding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've done, you know, had crowdfunding schemes where they've, you know, they've raised whatever and offered to 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 pay, you know, five percent or six percent, mm-hmm. um, and you know, generated the money for the, you know, for building a new stand or a new mm-hmm. stadium or a new mm-hmm. training ground. Mm-hmm. You know, is this the way that, uh, you know, again, we always think too much about the Premier League rather than perhaps Championship or League One or League Two. But certainly for lower division clubs, if they've got a capital project they want to 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 do, crowdfunding could be a, a smart way of doing it. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you've got engaged potential buyers of, of of that of that bond. Yeah, yeah. they're already um, sold, you know, and if they can get a decent return on their money, rather than leaving it in the building society, you know, they're helping the club, they're helping their you know, their club, uh, they're taking some some involvement, some engagement with that. And um, and it's it, it's a it's a positive PR. Yeah. Know? So I think it also helps if they can physically see you know what's happening. So something's mm-hmm. gone, whether it's a stadium or yeah. you know, new new facilities or something. That that's beneficial. You know, yes. they don't, don't want to just spend on a player or something. Um, uh, so it, it is it is, and um, you know there's uh, there's an opportunity there. Or repaying debt. I mean, I, I suspect they wouldn't mind it being spent on a player yeah, because that's yeah. tangible. But yeah. if you're repaying old debt or if you are paying off equity mm. in some way or mm. repaying a loan that was given by the owner then mm. you know most supporters would think well you know okay we get it you know the owner you know mm. he or she has put in a lot of money into mm. this club mm. but just repaying them is not fresh money that's going into mm. taking the club forward 
and mm. you know, whether it's infrastructure or whether it's yeah, whether true. It's players. Yeah, true. But I, I think I mean you know you look at hundred million. I mean hundred million euros. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a, a chunky amount. But in the scheme of you know the valuation of the teams coming through, certainly the Premier League now, hundred million euros is is what they think has three. been spent on Ronaldo. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but it's it's you know, and it was interesting because it's an interesting story. The Agnelli family, you know, have, have made that commitment. They brought him in. Remember, also there's a ripple effect. Ronaldo not only has he you know, increased revenues and and season tickets and shirt sales and image rights and everything else for for Juventus and increased the the brand awareness. Hence the reason why they've opened this office, as I mentioned earlier in Hong Kong. But also remember that every other team in Serie A when they play Juventus. Eyeballs, mm. yeah. yeah. People are watching Ronaldo, but they're seeing him. They're seeing sponsorship. They're seeing other shirt sponsors. You know, so it, it it's had a it's had an impact on Serie A, with, who are way down, you know, below with respect to other leagues. You know, Premier League and and uh, Bundesliga and and obviously La Liga. Uh, I think the top three. So, um, but it, it's ways of you know clubs have to now be smart. You know, their businesses, but they have to be smart on how to raise. You know, as you Capital. said earlier, fresh. And capital, and, and especially fresh capital. Yeah. Or, or, uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this develops because mm, I yeah, think we'll you know whether this is the uh, the the line, the tipping point. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, certainly from a Premier League perspective, but yeah, you know, it is an arms race, the Premier League, <sighs> yeah. and yeah. and so any any additional capital that can be raised, if they if the club feels that they can deploy that effectively, you know, right players, right infrastructure, whatever, mm, mm. then you know. Clubs will start to take notice. I think. Mm. I think it's a case of watch this space. You know, mm. we've already done some work on mezzanine finance mm. in, in the Premier League. So, you know, this is certainly going to be an area um, that that's going to develop. I think over the next two or three years. Yeah. No, we'll watch it and uh, and we'll uh, we'll keep uh, keep everybody posted. So uh, good. Okay, guys. Well, we've covered our agenda for uh, today's podcast, and uh, we're just going to uh, finish off with any other business as uh, everybody normally does. So, uh, James, what have you got? Uh, we've done the Mourinho minute because you covered Mourinho last. We've done well, we did more than a minute on or, or <laughs> Moomin, as I, I, I like it. To oh be yeah, called. James has rebranded. Um, what second, is it called? Uh, Moomin. Moomin. Yeah. Okay. For the Mourinho minute, and we'll Great. do that. We'll try and do that. I mean, there's, there's more than a minute to spend on Mourinho in each podcast. Um, also, have we actually still had this vote on what this podcast is called? Is Ed Talks? Is that? It's out. That went out yesterday. You missed that. You missed We're that into last. The third episode. Okay. The last podcast. There was a vote, didn't we? We did a vote, and everybody no, came back, okay. and texts were coming Mr. in. Mr. Ed Talk notes, so that's no. out. It's gone. Uh, and then we always do a quote from the Big Short. Oh yeah. So, we, so which one are we going to do? Okay, go on. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I am getting some T-shirts done. Okay. What's one plus one equals, equals fish. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's great. Sorry, Chelsea. That's, Chelsea's yeah. a vegan, so yeah. we can't. Uh, yeah. But well, uh, hey, we're all right. So, uh, so that's my one, and uh, that's the only one I really remember. <laughs> so really. Go on, James. You've got a good one. No, no. Well, no. I think we have to use them in concert. Go on. I love this job. Yeah. I love my job. I, I love, love my, my job. job. I love my job. You hate your job. I love my job. There we go. That'll be it. That's the one for from the big quote. That's it. So next week, what's we've got? We've got some follow-ups. This is getting quite good. This is actually getting quite good. This is getting like a proper meeting. So we've got some follow-ups for next week. We've got to do. What have we got to do, Chelsea? We've got to do Kante. We are. Yes. Yeah, so, guys. We, so we're going to do some quant on Kante. Uh, we're going to talk about commercial analytics big time. Yes. Next week, because this is the time of year, mm. and then I suppose obviously anything else that. That comes up. Yeah, so. Steve's Steve's reaching down the back of the sofa to try and find some money for the Juventus bond. <laughs> he's, he's got enough for half of one. Um, but um, uh, what else is that? Is that it? Is it? 
Yeah, that's everything for now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a good one. It's been cool. a good one. So the Guinness uh, was good. It was, yeah, food was good, and yeah, um, yeah and uh, yeah, we found a nice little quiet corner in our favourite haunt. So uh, all good. So guys, have a great week. As we always say, have a great week. Have a super weekend. Good luck to all the uh, the matches going on, whatever you're doing or watching. And, Come on, uh, City. And we'll be uh, we'll be back here next week, same time. Okay. Take care, guys. Super.